shepherdess at Harmony Farms, where we encourage you to think big, start small, and don't quit. Today's episode really outlines the beef industry as it stands today and some of the reasons why ranchers are going broke, but beef prices are at an all-time high. And really, this is something that kind of baffled me as I got into the political and social elements that really rule the conventional beef system. So I'm going to be highlighting that in today's episode. It is audio from a video, and there are some really compelling visual elements in the video. So I would suggest that you head over to YouTube or Shepherdess Videos, whichever is easiest for you, and actually watch the video. But the audio should give you a pretty good idea of what we are looking at in 2022, as well as some hope for how you can actually profit from beef in 2022. All of the resources I reference will be linked in the show notes, so tap over and have a look. Thank you guys for listening. Adjusting for inflation, the price of ground beef at the grocery store has gone up 40% since 1990, while the price of live beef cattle has dropped 50%. Why is the consumer paying big and the beef rancher going broke? Where is all the money going? In this video, I'm going to give a brief explanation of how the conventional beef industry works, why the prices at the grocery store are so high, and three ways you can still profit from beef cattle in 2022. First up is explaining the U.S. beef supply chain. In the United States, there are 2.04 million ranchers, 26,586 feedlots, four meat packers, and 355 million consumers. If you are following closely, you will already realize the bottleneck that is in this system. In the conventional beef industry, the cow-calf producer raises a calf for 6 to 12 months. The calves are then auctioned off to backgrounders and feedlots who fatten the beef for roughly 9 months. Finally, the feedlots sell the fattened cattle to meatpackers who, within the week, process and pack the beef for distribution to grocery stores. The pricing in the beef cattle industry is largely dictated by the four meat packers, Tyson, Cargill, JBS, and National Beef Packing Co. These four meat packers control 80% of the United States beef supply. This hyper-centralization of processing, packing, and distribution is what enables live cattle prices to be manipulated and ultimately driven down. Meatpacker manipulation is not a new thing in the United States. A web search on the Big Five will quickly show you that the beef industry has been battling the situation since 1890. The margins in the meatpacking industry are huge. Kansas cattleman Steve Stratford reported that in 2020, the Big Four's margin on a choice steer hovered around $1,000 per head. That same report indicated that 500 to 600,000 head of choice steer are processed every week, giving the Big Four a collective gross margin of $2.6 billion per month. There is a lot that goes into just how meatpackers manipulate live cattle cattle pricing, but the bottom line is that the big four have contributed to the 50% decline in live cattle pricing over the last 30 years. But why are the packers driving the U.S. beef ranchers out of business? Don't they rely on this sector to continue to facilitate their own operation? Not entirely. In fact, in 2016, the USDA repealed the enforcement of the Mandatory Country of Origin Labeling Act. MCOOL, as it is abbreviated, requires retailers to provide their customers with information regarding the country of origin on regulated commodities. The repeal of the enforcement of MCOOL essentially allows these meat packers to import foreign beef carcasses. 
process them, pack them, and put a label on them that says product of USA simply because they were cut up and shrink wrapped in the United States. If MCOOL is not reenacted, it leaves the door wide open for a massive explosion of beef imports in the coming year. Now the good news is that a proposition to reinstate MCOOL was put to the U.S. Congress in September of 2021. If you are a beef rancher or a prospective beef rancher, I highly recommend you clicking on the link down below for instructions on how to contact your senator to encourage his support of the bill. But moving on, why is beef so expensive at the grocery stores? The price of ground beef at the grocery stores has gone up 40% since 1990. And this price increase has little to do with food shortages. As mentioned above, with such a centralized meat packing system, this small group of companies is able to call a lot of shots. And two ways that they can manipulate consumer beef pricing is simply by naming their price. And number two, by limiting the output of supply, thus manufacturing an artificial supply and demand situation. Now we just dealt with 80% of the US beef supply, but what about the remaining 20%? Small farmers make up a greater portion of the remaining 20% of the meat supply chain in the United States. These small scale growers collaborate with private processors to deliver meat direct to consumer. They are literally the saving grace of the US supply chain and they are the reason that many were able to retain access to quality food during the shortages of 2020 and 2021. But the survival of the local farming system relies on the support of the consumer. I'm going to leave a link below to eatwild.com which will provide you with a complete directory to your local farmer, not just your local farmer, but your local grass-based farmer. As grocery shoppers and consumers, we need to understand that we are at the same risk as the rancher and that we can be financially manipulated by a centralized meat processing system. By supporting the small growers on eatwild.com, you are really investing in food security as well as receiving a superior product. You may pay slightly more at your local farm than you would at Walmart, but you need to view this as an investment in infrastructure because once these small farmers are gone, it's not just the food that is gone. It is the education and it is the experience necessary to sustain you and your family for three meals a day. Despite all of this, you can make a profit on beef cattle in 2022. And I say this not on my own authority, but on the authority of several different ranchers that I have interviewed. Making a profit on beef cattle boils down to three different elements which are outlined in detail in this book salad bar beef by joel salatin i'd love it if you would bypass amazon and buy the book at shopshepherdess.com but to boil it down the three essential elements to making a profit on beef cattle in 2022 are these number one go grass-based select cows that have been bred to perform on grass and grass only if you guys want to know what that looks like i have included an article entitled grass-fed beef 101 down in the description box below Reduce or eliminate skyrocketing feed inputs by maximizing your forage resource. Use things like rotational grazing, pasture stockpiling, and only carry as many cows as your land can support without excess input. Number two is cut out the middleman and go direct to consumer. 
finish your beef on grass and focus on marketing. Now this does take a lot more elbow grease in marketing and the establishment phase, but it is key to eliminating the control of the middleman. And not only the control of the middleman, but the middleman cuts into your profit margins, which you desperately need as a beef rancher. If you go to farmontheweb.com, there are two free videos that outline a direct to consumer marketing strategy for your small farm. And number three is avoid expensive equipment and infrastructure at all costs. In today's beef markets, tractors, trucks, and expensive animal housing will put you out of business before you have even started. All right, for comments of the week, and it's just going to be one comment for today. And it is on my last video, and you can backtrack to see that. But Jeff Scott says this, I realize everyone has political and social opinions, but this is not why we tune into your channel. We are here to learn how to farm. And I felt really compelled to address that comment specifically because I firmly believe this as important as it is to know how to farm. It's twice as important to know why we farm. Some of the factors that have ingrained this burning urgency to undertake small farming have been what some would label political, social, and economic opinions. And while they may be labeled opinions, these things are straight truths there are people who are after our food system. There is political structure that is attacking what we rely on for three meals a day. And not everything is as it appears on the surface. I have come to understand that in a huge way as I have delved into small farming and attempting to make a real business out of it. There are powers up the line that really want to squelch that effort, but we need to press in even harder for the sake of our families, for the sake of our local communities, and for the reality that our food system is being broken on purpose.